Welcome to the Exec MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, we're doing something just a little bit different. This episode is a double feature. I'm excited to feature two conversations I recently recorded with staff members who support our executive format students, Allison Price, who is a member of our executive MBA program team, and Jared Tibbs, who leads the Darden Media Team, supports our students and the distance learning portion of their education. I recently sat down with Allison and Jared to talk a little bit more about the work they do and what they enjoy about supporting our executive format students. So without further ado, here are my conversations with Allison Price and Jared Tibbs. Allison, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Brett. All right. So we start all these podcast episodes saying, for our listeners at home, tell us a little bit more about you. Uh, Who are you? What do you do here? And what's your background? Sure. So... I am from Annandale, Virginia, so I'm a local um, to the D.C. area. I work on the program team, so that's the team that plans all residency operations. Uh, We have a hand in academics and manage Canvas sites, work with professors in that area. Um, So that's my role in the program team. And what did you do before you came to Darden? Before I came to Darden, so I've always worked... For nonprofits. Um, and so out of college, I worked for an organization called the Gates Millennium Scholars Program, uh, doing student services for scholars in that program. And then I moved on to an accrediting agency, which is the position that I was in before I came to Darden. And my role was to travel to member institutions and conduct on site evaluations to determine compliance with accrediting standards. And now you're, now you're here at Darden. I am. Quite work, a different role. Working with our executive format students. That's right. Um, yeah. So when you, when you saw the role um, that you have posted, obviously working, well, it sounds like with a different population than maybe you had been used to previously, mm-hmm. if you yep. had worked with mostly college-age students, our executive format students, as our listeners know, a little bit further along in, the, in their lives and careers. So we go from really five years of work experience all the way to 25, 30 plus years of work experience. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you saw the posting, what, what attracted to you to it? I know you're a UVA alum. I am a UVA alum, yeah. And I would say that was probably like the most exciting thing in the beginning anyway. Um, when I saw the job posting, I thought it was going to be a great opportunity to work for UVA and also to work for UVA locally because I knew that the job was in Roslyn and I was in, working in Courthouse at the time, so it was just down the street. Um, and then really the opportunity to work with executive format students. I thought that would be really exciting and inter- interesting, and that has proven to be correct. I think that's probably the most exciting part of the role. Yeah, I will say for, for me personally, it was also a change, you know, working with executive format students and similar to you, uh, something that I sought out, you know, having worked with law students, I loved working with law students, but they were uh, typically one to two or zero to two years into their careers. And so the opportunity to work with a slightly older population was appealing. Um, not only do you work with our executive MBA students, uh, you also work with our MSBA program. That's right. Um, so that's probably newer for some of our listeners. They may not know about uh, the Master's of Science in Business Analytics. Uh, that's a joint program between Darden, uh, the Graduate School of Business at the University of Virginia, and uh, McIntyre, the Undergraduate School of Commerce. But do you want to talk a little bit more about about that? Sure. Yeah, that is... 
That's been really nice to see um, the differences and the similarities between the MS in Business Analytics program and the Executive MBA program. So it's a one-year, the MS in Business Analytics program is a one-year program, um, also for uh, executive degree students. Um, and it is a program that, like like the Exec MBA program, is um, mostly online with some with residencies um, in between, and those are all held in Roslyn. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, adult learners all around, I right. would say. Um, so you are you're now, I mean, I can remember when you joined the team up here in Roslyn. You've now been in your role for a little while. Um, what have, what's been some of the real highlights of, of your, you know, your time here at Darden as you started to work with these different student populations? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think that one thing that I was really excited about was the MS in Business Analytics class of 2019, seeing them through the program. I started right when they started their program and they graduated um, in August 2019, so just recently. So that was really cool to see their journey and to see everything that they got through. Um, I just went through my first LR1 experience, which was really exciting to welcome students to Charlottesville and welcome them to the program. Um, Also, uh, with it being the one cohort, um, that was that was new and different, and so that was really nice to see. Um, and I would say just the residencies in general, you know, and in the Sands Family Ground space, it's the few of us that work here, and so when students come on grounds during the weekends, it's nice to have a little bit more excitement and action and everything. Yeah, those are always um, really full weekends, uh, lots going on. It's it's great to see. All the students, I think we probably get as excited about seeing them as they get excited about seeing each other. Um, it's a great point that you make about the MSBA students. You just mm-hmm. had the first class uh, ever graduate from the program, now on class number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, LR1, which uh, if our listeners have, have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that's the first academic activity in our executive MBA program. It's an exciting time. Because uh, everybody is new to the program, uh, they're all in Charlottesville, uh, so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of time uh, in in Seville, as it's known, at the beginning and into the program. Um, and then we have once a month weekend residencies, but for the program team, uh, you get get to do a little bit more than once a month weekend residencies uh, because you're working That's with two right. classes. You get to do typically two two classes, two a month, an MSBA, and <laughs> <laughs> so if you have not figured it out, Allison is a very very busy person. So. Um, so we've had a number of your teammates on on the podcast. We've had Kathy Masloff, uh, Callie Thompson mm-hmm. on on the podcast to talk about you know what they love about working with executive format students, um, and they also talked a lot about the team that they're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you enjoy about working with with your program teammates? Oh yeah, well I would say I really really enjoy working with them. It is a great team, a great group of people. Um, I think what I enjoy the most is that everyone is so different. Everyone's personality is so, so different, but we all really get along well and we all laugh all the time and it's just fun to work with them and see how everyone problem solves differently. Um, everyone supports each other and, um, yeah, it's just a great team to work for, work with. 
And the reality is, uh, for students in the program, uh, the program team, more so than anybody else that's affiliated with the Executive MBA program, the program team, and, you know, inclusive of you and, and Callie and Kathy and Cheryl, y'all are really the front lines for the mm-hmm. student experience. You're mm-hmm. intimately involved with every aspect of the student experience, you know, on grounds, uh, weekends, leadership residency one, two, Lottie Carr with the global residencies mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And uh, members of the program team typically will, will travel with her too on, on the global residency. Yeah. So y'all are the front lines of the student experience. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that's true, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, is that um, when you come here, you have so many people you know, as a student, you have so many people looking out, out for you. And that seems to be like a real real defining purpose for the program mm-hmm. team. Is it, would you agree with that? I would, yeah. I would say that the program team is a great resource for any kinds of questions that students have. Um, even if it's something that we can't answer, we can always direct you to the right people. Um, and, yeah, I just, I would say that... Um, that's our main job is to be is to be there for students and to kind of um, help with any anxiety or worries that these students might have. And, you know, they're going through such a rigorous program and are already dealing with so many other things in their personal life and their work life. So, um, yeah, that's actually like a great piece of advice that I would give to any students is to um, to use the program team as a resource. Yeah, it's um I think that's a th- that's the thing that that has struck me as as one of the great truths of the program. As long as I've been here at Darden, is if you have a question, just start with the program team. Mm-hmm. You might as well go straight right. straight to the source because uh, if they if they don't know, they will find out. That's and, right. Um, you you do such a great job making all the weekend residencies and in person residencies and so seamless for students. Oh, thank you. I mean, all you, all you really have to do if you're curious about this from a student standpoint is basically just show up. Right. That's you right. Yeah. That's our goal. Yeah. <laughs> Most meals are taken care of. Um, breakfast and lunch, certainly on every day of the, well, let, let's talk through the schedule a little bit because we get this question all the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, starting with our class of 2021, mm-hmm. uh, class, uh, class starts at noon on Fridays, a little bit later. That's so right. There's a brunch at there's the start. A brunch at the start, which is an exciting innovation. Uh, and then we go into homeroom, which is another, um, I would say, an important characteristic of the Exec MBA program. It just gives us the time to dialogue and interact with each other and celebrate students and their achievements. And then they go into class for the day. And then there is something called Friday First Night for the class of 2021, 20, which is a reception with programming of some sort so perhaps a guest speaker or a club night something like that and that's a new innovation as that well is a new innovation uh, yeah typically there was a or previously there was a class-wide dinner on friday and and y'all have taken this opportunity sort of having both as as allison alluded to uh, the one cohort model where both sections of of the class are based here in roslyn mm-hmm. uh to do more, more networking inspired events. And so mm-hmm. Friday, first night, you just had the first one. You just had the first one, which is a hit, I would say. Um, people were stuck around until mm-hmm. after the event ended. So that's always a good sign. Um, and then we also had the UVA William and Mary game on at the hotel. So I heard that was also a success. So yeah, Cavs win. 
Cavs win. Now a top 25 football team. Yes, yes. So the second second day, so we talked about day one. And, of course, if you're curious, uh, it's not continuous class, at least for this this class of 2021. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've had classes that are 85 minutes long uh, for some classes. Uh, For the class of 2021, classes are 75 minutes long. Right. And after each class session, there's a 15-minute break. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the real perks of the program is... The snacks, I would, I would say. Oh, the snacks are just delicious. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love trail mix and Swedish fish, you know? In quesadillas. That was the uh, most recent one. Um, yeah. There's all sorts of stuff. So you won't go hungry. Uh, hopefully, you'll. if you remember anything from this podcast, you remember that. Yes, there's uh, always food around. Day two starts very early. I would say it's probably, of the three days of the residency, probably the most in- intense day. Most demanding day? I would say so. Yeah, it's definitely the most demanding day. We start at 7 a.m. with breakfast and um, go into class again with a 75-minute format and then breaks, 15-minute breaks in between. Um, There's also a lunch in the middle, so perhaps there there could be some sort of programming during lunch as well, Um, maybe a CDC event or some other kind of guest speaker. And... Saturday socials are a new thing for the class of 2021 as well. So that's not necessarily every Saturday, but um, there is sort of a, a cadence with that where we're just trying to plan some uh, exciting events for students to, to network and interact with one another. So, Do you want to talk about some of the things that you're considering? I don't want to really, I don't want to spoil anything here for, for any of our, our current students who are listening, but sure, some of the yeah. social events uh, for that Saturday night uh, that you're, that you're considering as a program team. Yeah. So for this upcoming on grounds for the class of 2021, we have a um, plus one event, which is exciting. So I think it's the first time we're doing something like this. So um, students will be able to invite any guest of their of their choice and that's really going to be just like a casual dinner um, for everyone to meet one another and um, to meet everyone's support system if you will because uh, they're equally as important to students journey in the program um, things like possibly a pirate party or <laughs> In case you love pirates or something like a, a um, an ugly sweater party or game night, bowling, things like that. Yeah, I can say uh, pirate parties seem to be a success last year. I would say so. Uh, perhaps backed by popular demand. Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so um, the great thing about it, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, there, there'll be a partner event. And there, there were things last year as well. Gingerbread House uh, at, at the holiday time, Gingerbread mm-hmm. House construction at holiday time, mm-hmm. and in sort of occasion, you know, sort of certainly partners are welcome at all of the um, the sort of more informal social gatherings that the class you know, reps put put together. As as you may know, uh, for our listeners, there are social reps for each class. Uh, mm-hmm. They do a great job of planning activities, collaborating with the program team on different on different ideas for activities. Um, and, and so there are occasionally uh, events that they put on that are independent of, of sort of the program planning. Mm-hmm. And one of those events last year was, in fact, uh, an ugly sweater party. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that might be uh, making, a, making a return. Yeah. 
Um, so the partner event is going to be great, though, um, because as you know, uh, no one gets through this program alone. And whether it's support of your classmates, people at home, people at work, uh, there are a number of people who make it possible for our students to be here and to be successful here. Right. Um, and so great that you know you're sort of opening up the program mm -hmm. in this way. Right, and you know hopefully in the future we can have. Um, more events where kids are like more kidly kid friendly events, um, movie nights and things like that. So I can only hope a bounce house will be in the future. Oh man. I would love to see you in a bounce house. <laughs> <laughs> Red Twitty. <laughs> so, um, you've now been around for, you know, a little over a year. Mm -hmm. You've learned some things along the way. You've seen some students and You've talked with them, heard their struggles, heard their successes. Um, what are some things you would encourage students to keep in mind if they're considering Darden and thinking about you know, being successful here, or putting themselves in a position to be successful? Mm -hmm. um, I would say that I think this is really a great experience for students. I think that... Um, there's so many resources and people that are willing to get people through the program um, and to help students along. So the program team, our career services team, um, even teams like the distance learning team that are kind of like behind the scenes sometimes. Um, so I would say that it's, it's really a supportive environment um, with some great events on the back end of classes um, and also with some great programming throughout the residency weekends as well with guest speakers and, um, and things like that. So, Yeah, the, the takeaway from uh, this as we talk through the schedule, we didn't get quite to Sunday, I should say. Oh, right. Uh, Sunday starts at 8, Sunday again, starts, breakfast yeah. at, at 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. I, I really respect the early risers. I, I get in here for classes oh, at some time at like 7.20 or so. There yes, are people sitting there. People who arrive at 6.30 sometimes. Wow. It's impressive. It is, you know, so... Um, you know, that, that last day, people can be moving a little bit slower from, from mm -hmm. you know, right. time to time. Uh, but breakfast at 7, class starts at 8, uh, lunch again uh, right around the middle of the day, mm -hmm. um, breaks all in between. And then uh, one of the things that, that was exciting is it uh, looks like classes now wrap up uh, around, let me make sure I get this right, at 2.45 or so, 2.30, 2.45. That's right, yeah. 2.30. Yeah, between 2.30 and 3, I would say. Yeah. So um, for those of you who are planning on traveling uh, from somewhere else to, to Roslyn, uh, we've made this plug a few times on the podcast, but it bears repeating. Mm -hmm. uh, we are about five miles or, or less, uh, depending on how you count, uh, from Reagan, DCA. Mm -hmm. uh, we're five miles from Union Station. Classes start on noon on Friday, so... Uh, intentionally did, made that change so that people could more easily travel on that first into the DC area uh, on that first day mm -hmm. of the of the weekend residency, and then wrapping up around three should be able to get back to wherever you're trying to go on that on that last day too. That's right. Maybe to a bouncy house. Or <laughs> <laughs> so um, so these are jam packed weekends though. There's lots going on. Um, and I think that is a testament to the relationships you can develop 
with people in these. And, you know, this isn't just all about class. I mean, we've talked about a lot of different things in mm-hmm. addition to class. Talked about, obviously, you're always going to talk about the food. But uh, <laughs> Friday, first night, Saturday, socials, um, all the sort of planning that the program team does to make these weekends seamless, collaboration you do with the students. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is anything but a, a transactional uh, MBA Absolutely, experience. yes. It's There's multiple opportunities to network and interact with your um, with your fellow classmates as well as staff and faculty and we didn't really talk about professors but yeah they're around for the entire weekend as well and are always excited to have a meal and sit down with students grab coffee things like that well we talk about professors a lot on all, on all the <laughs> other podcasts we figured we'd make this one about the about the program team so um allison you've obviously had a have a lot going on uh, between msba and the executive MBA uh, students. It's an exciting time for our executive MBA program because our 2020s are just a few months away from, from graduation, which is right. still uh, amazing to me. It feels like they just started mm-hmm. yesterday. Right. Uh, we have now the one cohort model with both sections here. Uh, their second weekend residency is coming up. It is. Be here before you know it. Yes. And... Uh, what are you looking forward to, you know, over these next few months? What, what's, uh, what's exciting to you about, about, this, about the things that you're working on? I think I'm excited about, um, you know, you asked me in the beginning about what drew me to this job, and um, the event planning aspect of it was, was exciting because it's something I haven't really done so much before. So I think I'm excited for all of the events we have planned. I'm excited for the programming that's coming down the pipeline, and I'm excited to to see students through and kind of see their journey in the program as well. And and um, yeah. Well, Allison, thank you so much for everything you do for our students. And if you want to meet Allison Price, um, you can uh, just come for a class visit on one of these on one of these weekends. She may very well be here. Uh, it's yeah. been a lot of fun getting to hang out with you and Kathy Maslow over over the past past few weeks. Likewise, yeah, likewise, yes. And I would love to to see any class visitors and meet new prospective students. So. And just another plug for class visits: uh, we are offering application fee waivers uh, for our executive MBA program for anyone who comes for a class visit. Uh, we have a number of upcoming opportunities. Uh, be sure to check out our visit page for more details. Uh, but Allison. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Brett. And that was my conversation with Allison Price, a member of our executive MBA program team. And now, here's my conversation with Jared Tibbs. Jared, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Brett. It's great to be here. All right. So uh, in my quest to interview everyone for the executive MBA podcast who is on or affiliated with the program team, uh, we have now reached the distance learning team, or, or its fearless leader, I should say. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely more than just me. So um, let's talk a little bit more about you. Who are you and uh, what's your background? So I'm from southwestern Virginia, and I've been at Darden for six years now. I graduated from Radford University uh, with a media production degree. And then from there... We, my wife and I moved to Charlottesville. Uh, I worked for a consumer electronics company that's based in Charlottesville called Crutchfield for almost 10 years and then came to Darden and started 
the journey and uh, evolution of the distance learning here. Yeah, so uh, you're right that it's been an, an evolution because I think even from when I first started here, uh, which is about four and a half years ago to now, it's gotten you know every year a little bit better, a little bit easier for students. Um, as we were talking before we got started, uh, distance learning is one of those more mysterious elements of the program, right? Many of our students do not have a background with any kind of online learning. If they do, it may not have been a great experience previously. It's a recorded video or something like what, what we call asynchronous. Obviously, most of our classes are live synchronous. So you want right. to talk about that, what that looks like from your team standpoint? Sure. Yeah, we're pretty unique in that we do may, most of our sessions are live. Like we have very few asynchronous sessions where other schools will typically do the opposite. They're mostly asynchronous because, I mean, honestly, it's easier. Once it's in the can, you can just keep rolling it out year after year. Um, whereas we have faculty members here, we do up to 10 classes a week live, and the majority of those are 90 minutes each. So it's a very collaborative, uh, very uh, work-intensive uh production, live production, uh, up to 10 times a week that my team uh, puts on. So it's it's quite a process, but uh, it's what we believe can deliver the uh, closest to the in-person experience online. So for those of you listening, you're like, man, I have 10 distance classes a week. You should know that uh, Jared's team is running. Uh, well, there's you know one executive MBA class uh, and another executive MBA class. So we have, at any given time, two executive MBA classes enrolled. They're also supporting our master's science and business analytics uh, program, too. Uh, so they have a very full plate. But in the executive MBA program, you typically have a couple distance classes per week, Tuesday and Thursday evenings, 7 to 8.30. And uh, as part of that, you will see a member of Jared's team online with you. Exactly. Every class, we have a tech and faculty member together uh, helping you uh, deliver the best possible experience. So uh, you help students get adjusted to uh, the online learning experience as part of orientation. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Right now, we're using Zoom. Uh, it's a video conferencing platform, and uh, we realize that many people may not have ever used video conferencing before, so uh, we're aware of that, and we do everything we can uh, to get everyone comfortable in that space. We have an orientation session. Uh, we even have webinars, I think, that uh, you may even lead, uh, leading up to your time here at Darden, so that, and that's what we use the same software for those. Uh, so you, there's plenty of opportunities to kind of get your feet wet before you have a class, and we're always available that if you have questions, if you need assistance, even in the middle of class, if you're having a problem, uh, you can kind of privately chat us, send us an email, and we're happy to help you as quickly as possible. You get a pretty sweet headset, too. You do, absolutely. Um, so you get the gear, you get so, the gear. To, so to speak. Uh, and you know, Zoom is really nice. I, I say this as somebody who's mostly on the other end of it, um, leading the sessions, but you get to see all the people who are online. Um, ask questions, either, you know, sort of in class, you know, it's typically, you know, sort of people speaking up or being called on by the faculty member, uh, but chat functionality, you can chat with anybody that's in the Zoom. Um, it works, works really well. Yeah, and the chat's one of the things that we've had students before say really is what they like, that it's an added element that you don't get in the physical classroom, because with the chat element, everyone can kind of give their input or their viewpoint, whereas in a physical classroom, you've only got whoever's speaking. So it's a nice way to get 
everybody's input on a given case or whatever the discussion is uh, that you don't have in a physical classroom. So it's a nice added feature. So what has it been like? Obviously, you've been at Darden for a number of years and, and working closely with the executive MBA team uh, for for a number of years on the on the distance learning. Um, what's it been like to be to be part of that? Uh, it's it's been great. We've grown considerably. Uh, it's gone from when I first started a distance a live distance session. We still did them, but there was no video whatsoever. It was the professor's screen that was seen, and there was chat, and it was all audio, so no video. Uh, then uh, about a year in, we got to where you could see just the professor, so uh, still no student video. And then a couple of years later, we got to where, okay, now the professors could actually see the students, and now they see uh, pretty, every student. So it's, it's changed a lot, uh, but it's been a fun it's been a fun job. It's been challenging at times, uh, dealing with all the technology, but we've gone from zero studios to now we have four. Uh, to deliver all these classes. Uh, so we have our own dedicated little corner here at Darden. It's nice. The distance learning is underrated, I would say. Um, many people see it as, oh, well, I've got these couple of online classes during the week. I'm going to have to plan around. But it also has a social function to it. Um, I'm curious your thoughts on this because you, know, you get to sort of be around uh, this experience too. Uh, students talk about how it helps them stay connected to their classmates. You see each other online. Uh, obviously, you're engaging. The classes are, even though they're online, still in, tended to be interactive and, and discussion-based. Um, have, you, have you seen that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's great because, we'll, I mean, we'll see uh, students' kids, you know, because we'll, you, you, most of the time they're in their house, and so you'll see their pets, their kids, and it's great. Uh, it's fun seeing that, and it's fun. They, they get to see each other like that, so they get to – they'll have sidebar conversations uh, before class, after class, and so it's nice. And it helps the professors really get to know them, too, instead of, again, instead of it being asynchronous where they're just watching a video – then they've got that interaction with the faculty and their interaction with their classmates and with us. And it's, it's nice getting to know them. We, ha- we enjoy it. Yeah, I think once the kids find out that there's a camera and there's a group of people that they can be on the camera with, uh, <laughs> they tend to <laughs> seek it out. Definitely, um, yeah, yes. That's always, um, that's, uh, that's always one of the, one of the joys. Because, uh, you know, we always tell folks, I mean, your family, everybody, you know, in your life is going to go through this program right with exactly you. Yeah. and they're going to support you and that's you know partner spouse you know bosses co-workers kids mm-hmm. pets everybody um so what do you enjoy about the work that you do jared obviously you're, you're intimately involved with the student learning experience here so well i like pushing the envelope so it's something that uh, we try to do because we want to make every distance class and the whole program as uh, as close to an in-person experience as possible. And so that means trying new technology constantly, new software and new hardware. Uh, we want the faculty members to be as comfortable as possible and the students to have the best, the best possible experience. And so that means sometimes you try stuff and it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, so, but you learn a lot from those mistakes and you, you keep going. So we do a lot of trial and error, but we really try to push the envelope. And I like that developing new things, seeing what's new around the corner, technologically speaking. So 
that we can it's like hey maybe we can use this in class maybe it'll make it it'll do this this and this for us like when we started with breakout rooms you know that was a, a pretty big innovation to where all of a sudden it helped break up a 90 minute session to where it's like okay now you're going to go work in your teams for 15 minutes and so it was a it was a good thing to one you connect with the, that whoever's in your team uh, you get to a little bit of a break from a 90 minute session and then it, it's just an added factor that helps keep you engaged in the class. So finding those engagement tools and implementing them in the, the various distance classes uh, and seeing, uh, again, what what's next. And that's what, what we try to always focus on. Well, we've even started, I mean, noted the four studios here, uh, one of which uh, just came online this year. So uh, we've even started delivering some distance classes from, from Roslyn at Sands Family Grounds. Uh, the the next the next frontier, so to speak. Absolutely, with you know the, the more and more classes that are taught up there, and the more professors we have from that area, it just makes sense. So now that we've got that space up there, hopefully we can get we have professors delivering from there now. Hopefully soon we can get a studio up there to make it uh, even better. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's great. Continue to ask about a, a podcast studio. <laughs> yes, yes. Podcast studio, especially in Roslyn, would be ideal, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. It would be. So, um, Jared, you know, what do you, what do you in, enjoy um, about executive MBA students? Obviously, they're at a different different point in their lives and in their careers than our residential full-time students. One thing I really like is a lot of them are around my age. So I have two kids that are uh, 10 and 6. And so seeing them and their families, uh, it's nice because we're kind of in a, same, a similar part of life. And so I can relate to a lot of, a lot of them and what their uh, current life's like and then knowing what they're going through because I've sat and listened to thousands of distance classes probably at this point. Uh, so it's it's fun just engaging with them, seeing them especially, and then seeing them when they graduate, uh, not just on a computer because most of the time, you know, of course, we're seeing them online. So it's rare for us to see them in person. Uh, but that's something we're also trying to work on is to maybe our team go to Roslyn for some of the in-person sessions so that, that we can actually spend some face-to-face time with them and get to know them a little better because uh, it, it's fun getting to know them. Well, you know, it, it takes a, takes a village for this program to run. I, I just think about when I first got here. You know, it's a relatively small group uh, of people because we were at just different scale in terms of a program. Uh, we were about ninety students, about sixty five Emba students, twenty five Gimba students. As we've integrated the formats, launched the new location, uh, we've gone from ninety to one hundred and twenty to one hundred and twenty nine to one hundred and thirty seven to now one hundred and thirty nine students. In our most recent class, and you look at your team. Uh, obviously, you got a great group of people. Some of my favorite people here at Darden, um, and then you got the program staff who are tremendous. I, mean, I think we pretty much almost had everybody from the program team uh, on the podcast. You got the program leadership. You got the CDC uh, resources: Jim Collins, Sarita Saltz, Kellogg Lullavelt, all friends of the pod, so to speak. So. Uh, it takes a village. Yeah, definitely. And I know it's something that when I first started, distance learning was just a part of my job. And now it's like for the past couple of years, it's been all that I do. So it's definitely increased over time substantially with the student, with the program increases. And now we do the the MSBA as well, the partnership with McIntyre. That's another uh, program that we support. So it's it's gone from doing occasional distance classes to full time. We have a distance learning team, and that's been fun to to watch grow and to help grow that 
uh, team to what it is now. So, Jared, we always ask everybody the same sort of final question. Um, you've been around many classes of executive MBA students. You've seen them across many, many distance classes. You know, it'd be interesting to to know the the actual count of how many distance classes you've experienced at this point, and you noted potentially in the in the thousands. Um, what would be a piece of advice you would share share with the students? Any any tips for our prospective student listeners out there? Um, you know, the tip, my biggest tip would be for them to just be present during the distance classes to really set aside that time uh, because it, it's a rigorous class. It's not, you can't mail it in. So uh, do your prep and be ready because it, you'll get cold call in a distance class just like you will in person. So it's, if you, but if you set aside the time, the great thing is, you know, you've got your friends that can private chat you the answer, even if you don't know it. So <laughs> there are other advantages to the distance space, but you know, just set the time aside and know that hey, it's it's the real deal. So uh, that would be my uh, recommendation. It's a great tip generally in the program. I think you know, obviously, choosing to go back to school when you have a very full professional and personal life. It's a complex decision. I mean, so much of you know the conversations that we have here on the podcast are about how people balance all, all of it. Um, but if you make the choice to do it, you got to prioritize the in-person and, and virtual, virtual elements of the program. You just carve out that time, treat the distance classes like the weekend residencies, global residencies, leadership residencies, and make sure that you're, you're fully there because otherwise it's a missed opportunity. You know? Yeah, and to that note, we do understand that how busy everyone is with their family, with their, with their work life. And so all the distance classes we record, and so that is another nice thing that they can go back after the fact. Even if they were present, it's like, hey, you know what? I want to brush up on my decision analysis, so I'm going to go rewatch this class or these two classes or something like that. So that's that's another nice thing that you get with the distance classes is it, it can help you prepare for your exams. It can help you. I've had students who've already graduated who go and be like, hey, can I download all my classes? And it's like, absolutely. Take them with you. So, yeah, it's, a, it's another nice feature with the distance learning. Well, yeah, we've heard that from a number of students that oftentimes come come exams, they'll speed watch some of the distance classes because Ron Wilcox said this to me when I, I first got star- started um, here at Darden that distance classes work really well for technical discussions in particular because you know you have the opportunity for everybody to be looking at the same thing you know, in front of them on the on the computer screen. Uh, you got kind of it's a different kind of opportunity than than the uh, the in-person classes. And so I think for, for students come exam time, it's nice to brush up on some of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's, uh, it's a big help. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback over the years on, on that feature. Well, Jared, I know you're extremely busy. Uh, thanks for taking time out of, out of your Thursday morning to come, come on the podcast. Uh, it's great talking, talking with you. Um, you know, I think the one thing that we want every prospective student to know is that, you know, there are so many great people that will support them as, as Darden students, and, and your team is a big part of the program story. So thank you for everything that you do. Oh, thank you, and we, we enjoy uh, helping them every step of the way. And those were my conversations with Allison Price and Jared Tipps, two staff members who support our executive format students here at Darden. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec. That's E-X-E-C, MBA, at darden.virginia.edu. And until next time, 
Thanks for listening.